papers and, and, and Bible teaching. Let's pray for Sister Heather right now. I missed her a whole lot. Sister Alexander also. Of course. Sister Alexander also. Let's pray for them right now. Lord Jesus, let them be used as comforters to the family. Lord, we want to turn to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3. I'm glad you're in church. I'm a church fanatic. Never used to be, but now I am. Never used to go, but now I do. Amen. To everything there is a season. There is a season in your life and in my life. In a time to every purpose under heaven. I want to talk to you about living without purpose. Living without purpose. Lord, how excellent is your name. You are wonderful. You are a counselor. You are the mighty God. Bless every family, every person, every child, every individual. Meet every need, I pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. Every person at one time in their life are going to ask some very serious question about life. You're going to ask God some questions. For example, why was I born? Especially when the circumstances of life hit you. And it may seem unfair. For what purpose do I serve on this earth? And am I living this wandering daily aimlessly, forgotten by humanity? And if there is a God, where is He? Can I feel Him? Can I talk to Him? Uh, am I living really in the perfect will of God or like my friends call it the permissible will of God? What is my purpose? Now, if you never ask that question, you will one day. I promise you, you will come to that climax in life where you will ask yourself the question. Now, I was born in Jamaica, and, I, and as a kid, I thought, well, why, why would I be born? I lived in England and asked the question, what am I doing here? And obviously, with my parents, you know, what, what am I doing here? What am I, what's my purpose in life? And, you know, every Friday we go to cabaret. We go to cabaret and we have fun with a lot of young English people. We, got, we just have dance and we dance so late at night and go home. But after that, what's our purpose in life? Is there more to life than just partying, getting drunk and meeting young people and tearing up yourself and getting in trouble with the law? And then he comes to Canada and he asks himself the same question, the same old cycle, no matter whether you're in the Caribbean or whether you were in England or in, 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 in North America, the, the circle was the same. The crowd was the same. And everybody looking for a purpose. When, when we go to the bar, we would say to each other, hey, what's up? What's new? What's happening tonight? And I found out we were all bored people. <laughs> we were trying to comfort each other. And one thing we had in common, we had no vision. A lot of drama, but no vision. No dream. We had no mission, even though I was going to college, because there are times I feel like quitting from the towel. No mission, no plan, no values, no goal, no God. Disorganized lifestyle. And we felt like we were just a victim 
of circumstance and chance. We were like wandering stars. We were like fruit who's uh, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. We felt like we were living aimlessly in no man's land, forgotten by humanity. That's how we felt. We tried to drown our sorrows with drinks and reggae music and all kind of music and such like that the people do in the world just for a moment of solace, a moment of forgetting our wasted life, our wasted years, our wasted youth. Oh, we always talk religion, but not in the positive sense. We squander our opportunity and for change and for improvement. We look at religion with skepticism. God as some far-fetched nebulae mythology of man's mind. We at our weird thinking, we, we live a lifestyle of unlearned questioning. Talk about being powerless, worthless, fruitless, hopeless, and mindless, and helpless. That's what we felt in our world. Kids still feel that way. And at some point in everybody's life, it felt like, let's end life. Let's get off this terra firma. Let's stop the world and get off it. I don't know why I got here. I didn't ask to be here. But I'm here. We felt like we were left behind. Like we were a casualty of life. Our lifestyle was like the tumbling weed. We were blown by every wind that comes our way. Philosophy. Mythology. You name it, we got involved in it. And uh, the only reason why I didn't take the crack and all those stuff, I knew there was a hell. I felt there was a hell. I was told so many times, how can I not believe there's an hell? I was dangled over it by teaching, by, by, by those that raised me, telling me there's a hell. So I didn't want to go there. So I didn't want to go into some, uh, uh, some sleep without me going to sleep on my own. But then we, 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 we got through all those, uh, those situations in life, and all of us always felt like we were never loved. We felt like uh, we had no sense of belonging. No structure, no order to our lives. And we were living a purposeless life. No meaning. We were just kids of chance. We were here. We had no source of purpose or sense of purpose. Why are we here? Well, the outcome was we disfigured ourselves with cuttings and markings and tattoos and staples. You name it, we've done it. We messed up our hair. We sing weird flower songs <laughs> and do strange stuff. We disorder our body, which was many times contrary to nature. We discount our origin as foolish. We always uh, ascribe our origin to the lowest of the lowest of life form. We disdain our memory of our past. Many won't talk about their parents. Amen. Many were gone past feelings. We had inordinate affection. We had incongruent logics. That's how we were. We were without the true God and, and we were just turmoil on the inside and is there a purpose for life? Why am I here? Am I just a blob or an anemo? What, what am I? So, we only honor the God of carnality. That's where we were. You talk about derelicts and shipwrecks. None misfits. We were all those things. I can understand when a person walked down the road and pushing a train, a little train full of garbage. I can understand that. There goes I if I had not found my place in life. I realized every day I was wasting away. Time was not waiting for me. It was just 
ebbing away. Amen. And you be, we become like those who sorrow who had no hope. We had no hope. And we think the animals had more rights than we have. Because we were living a life without purpose and animals seems to have a purpose. The ant seems to have a purpose when he lives. The ant gets involved in things that had purpose to live. Amen. I, I work in a company where people, when they're retired, their mortality rate goes up. They die pretty quick. Because they can't live a day without purpose. Man just can't live a day without purpose. And that's why people put their job above church. Because they can't see any meaning to church. They don't see no reason for the ordinances of the church. They don't see why they should pray because they can't see the God they're praying to. And they see a Bible, the things that say historical account of some men figment of imagination. They can't see no, no reality. And so they end up soaring like others who have no hope. And they're just occupying space and time without any real purpose. And their time when they just either kill themselves or kill time. I promise you, last night, Saturday, the bars were full. I promise you the bear was flowing. The, the booze was just glowing and the drugs were being pumped in their vein. There were people there wasting away time. Wasting away their body. Wasting away their living. Wasting away their wages. Wasting their existence because they were living without purpose. But it does not have to be that way. There is a better way. There is the right way. Praise God. And so... If there is a way, can somebody please tell me what is that way? How can I find my purpose in life? Before I discuss what God wanted you to do, let me tell you, God already had a purpose for Himself. God had already purpose that every knee shall bow before Him. And every tongue shall confess that He's the Creator, that He's both Lord and Christ. God has already purposed in His heart. That after my death and yours come judgment. The Lord has already purposed in His heart that every one of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And God has already purposed in His heart that every man shall give an account to Him. God already purposed that every man, every woman living today, the dead shall hear His voice and, and all flesh shall rise and face Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm going to tell you today, my friend, God has a purpose for this world. God said, I did not make this world in vain. And there are some people that have made up their mind that I'm going to live with a purpose. I'm going to find a purpose. Well, i got good news for you. I found a purpose in 1972. In 1972, I realized I, I'm not just some amoeba. I realized I was designed with a purpose. I came with an image. I came with a divine likeness. I realized that God had a place for us in life. You don't have to live your life without a purpose. You don't have to go through that quagmire you're going through anymore. You can rise to the king that said, I am that I am by the grace of God. You can say, I found the answer. Eureka! I know my purpose in life. I know why God brought me here. I know why God sent me here. I'm not just in God's permissible will. I'm in God's perfect will. God purpose that I should live this way. There is a way. That seemed right to man. That way is the way of judgment. That old boy one day said to his daddy, Daddy, I'm tired of this house rules. 
I'm tired. You tell me what to do. I want to do my own thing. Give me what's coming to me. That's our generation. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. All free. This ain't work for it. Give it to me. It didn't take long to squander what he hadn't worked for. Riotous living. Riotous spending. He was the talk of the town. But then he realized, I have lived my days without purpose. And it drew every dime I had in my pocket. And left me poor. And brought me down to the lowest of the low. I'm fighting among the pigs for a little pittance to live. He realized I need a purpose for existing. There's more to life than feeding pigs. There's more to life than this water in the mire. There's more to life than I'm living right now, my friend. I don't need to sorrow as others who have no hope. He said, if my father's servants have purpose, and I don't have one, he said, i got to go home. And that's the, my friend, that's what the answer is. Turning home. Your face towards home. And God said, let's make man. God made man in his image. Not that you should defile the body. Not that the devil should be captive over you. Amen. God made you to be free. God made you to be successful. God made you to have paradise. Not perdition. God made you to have his word. Not the wrath of God. God make heaven for you, not hell. God has a better life for you. You can have that life if you want it. Uh, and you don't have to be a victim, but you can be a divine victor. If you found the purpose of God for your life, my friend, He don't want you in the quagmire. He wants you in the revival services uh, where God give you refreshing and joy of the Lord become your strength. Uh, you don't have to sorrow as others who have no hope. I found the answer for life. He said, He that found me found life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Men are living outside the purpose of God have torment, anguish, problem, living without divine purpose, living a life of disobedience. It has to be tragic, it has to be hardship, and just pain and sorrow. But when you find the will of God, sweet will of God, still draw me closer, closer till I am holy thine. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, my friend, there is no hopelessness in Christ Jesus. Some men that were discontent and discouraged and in debt had the life of hopelessness and helplessness until they found David. Hallelujah. And David gave them purpose. And they became mighty, not beggars, but mighty men of God. Are you tired of being a beggar? You can go beyond being a beggar. Are you tired of being homeless? You can have a home, a mansion where God built for you. Are you tired of being a loser? You can be a winner. I'm telling somebody here, you can live your life with purpose. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Living without purpose. What a terrible place to be. Every time I go to Kenny and Tyre and see those guys pushing those things, my heart pains me. I can't pass them by. I thought, oh God, tonight they're going to freeze to death. Oh God, but I knew also the answer came back. It's not because there's no opportunity, but they allow opportunity to pass them by. 
they squander the ability to change and to be transformed and become a new creature in Christ Jesus. They chose the weak and the beggarly elements of society and the world and they lived their life in a bottle instead in the presence of Almighty God. It's not God's will that any man should perish, but every man should have prosperity, but every man should have the joy of the Lord, which become our strength. Why do people choose to live without purpose? All right. I go to the scripture to find a man named Daniel, a young boy. He could hide behind being a teenager, but he went down in captivity and not by his own will. But the Bible says, but Daniel purposed in his heart. I want to tell you young kids in the front pews here, you can watch all the porn if you want to. And you can live out all the muckery sin if you want to. But there's an example in the Bible you can turn to. Daniel was a young kid also. And he purposed in his heart that he will not be a part of pornography. Amen. And debased living. He purposed in his heart. When you got a purpose, my friend, that's the beginning of being an overcomer. He that overcometh shall inherit eternal life in all things. He purposed in his heart. I am not going to do it. I sat with a young preacher yesterday. He said, Pastor Neil, he's pastoring his father's church now. Very successful. His entire kids living for God. All of his kids. He said, we weren't growing up in, in prosperity. He said, we live in a place where, right here in Canada, where we had to carry water. He used the outhouse. That's where we live. Yeah, he's Caucasian. But we get to live out there, you know, and carry water back in the fort. He used the outhouse and all that stuff. He said, my father was a drunk. He got saved. And since he got saved, all he did was work hard and go to church. He found a new life. He worked hard. And he had to raise five of us on meagerly pittance. But he found a purpose in serving God. When your ways please God, the bread basket will be full. When you please God, you'll pay the mortgage. When your ways please God, He'll rebuke the devourer for you. I said, when you please God, He'll keep you out of bankruptcy. He'll keep you the joblessness. When you please God and walk in the steps of the Lord, He'll make a way. Promotion comes from God. He said, my father, my father is not very educated, but he found a purpose. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Because I said, my God, your father must have done something right. How come you're all in church? You're in church, your brother is, your sister is, and the grandkids are, and this he ain't no university graduate. The key was he found a purpose. Hallelujah. He found the purpose. And he lived that purpose. And transferred that purpose. He said, Brother Neat, one day, my friends took me out. He took me out one day, and some other preacher's kids took me out. And they pulled the cigarettes out. And they nudged me and pushed me and said, Come on, man, you're a coward, come on. He says, I took one little snip. He said, From that moment, I made up in my mind. Now, he didn't know I'm going to preach on this today. He didn't know all that. He said, I purposed in my heart that I will never go that route again. And they will never be my friends anymore. I have purposed in my heart 
that my steps are not going to be in slippery places. That on purpose, I'm not going to sit where they sit. And on purpose, that nicotine will never get in my mouth one more time. He said, all those guys today are on drugs. Hello? And deep depth of sin. But he said, I made a purpose in my heart that I'm not going that way. He said, I raised my kids with that purpose in my heart. Every one of his boys and girls are in church. They are on every instrument. I said, how did you do it? He said, well, I just purposely in my heart to do what my father did to me. Live for God. Hallelujah. Dr. Dawson can't do that. Patrician can't do that. I purposed in my heart. He said, he said, look, my kids will, will test the boundaries. And one preacher told my, my, my father that he had to make some adjustment to accommodate his kids because getting older. He said, Pastor Neil, that's why his kids rebelled. He said, those kids test the boundaries, but they know those marks are not to be moved. But they want to see if they could change the parents' mind. And so the parents give in to them, and they hate the parents, and hate their church, and hate what they teach, because they're a bunch of hypocrites. The kids are saying that. And the kids hate the church today. He said, my father just listened, but didn't do it. My father said, this is the boundary. I was a drunkard, and you ain't going to be a drunkard. On purpose, you're not going to hang up with my habits. You're not going to have the same problem I have. I purpose to pull you out of the, out of the fire and hate the very garment spotted by the flesh. I'm going to give you my purpose, boy. One boy said, Daddy, be careful where you put your face, your feet, because I'm coming right behind you. Yeah, come on, Daddy. Be careful where you put your feet. I'm following your footprints. If you go to the wrong spot, that's where my foot going to go. I'm going to with your purpose in your heart. It will bring about a change in the life of all your lineage and your family. Your kids don't have to go up to prison or skid row. They don't have to. Amen. And they ought not to. Amen. I said, I see, you, you can preach for me. I don't want you to preach for me. I want people like you to preach for me. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't want a guru. I want people with purpose. Hallelujah. He said, I wouldn't touch that no more. He said, nobody touched my kids. Amen. He said, one day, my kids was doing a, a course called Abeka. And they put something in there about, uh, uh, whatever, about sexuality. And <laughs> it wasn't wrong, but what the kid was surprised that it would be in a book of that sort. He said, Daddy, Daddy, I can't imagine why they want to put that there or even think that way. He said, Son, I'm glad it stirs you. Are you stirred? 
Or do you want to peep some more? Hallelujah. Now all the kids are in church. Live for God. Because somebody purpose. I'm not going to pass on my disease to my kids. I made up. My son ain't going that route. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Daniel purposed in his heart. Do you know Daniel had kids? Read your Bible. It said Daniel, Job, and somebody else could not save, and Noah couldn't save their kids for them kids' self. But they could teach them purpose. A purpose-driven life. He said, I will not defile myself. It's not good enough to say, Mama saying not to, Daddy said not to. But I say, I like Joseph. Joseph said, How can I do this and sin against God? He's got a purpose. I got a dream here. I got a dream, and this will mess up my dream. If I go lay with that woman carnally, I'm going to mess up my dream. So on purpose, you're not going to be the one to mess up my dream and my vision for my life. God gave me a dream, and you're not the one to destroy it, my friend. I made up in my mind. I'm not going that direction. I'm going no way. It's about time parents give kids a trophy for taking a stand against sin. And don't teach your kids to be assimilated. Then it says, I purpose, I will not be defiled. Solomon purposed in his heart, I'm going to build a house for God. Oh, I like that. He purposed in his heart. Because David told him, David said, I'm going to give you all the tools to build that house. And I can't build it for you. When you let your kids break the church rules, it's a sign to you that that kid will not live for God. When you allow that kid to, 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 to circumvent what the pastor teaches, or Sunday school teachers stand for, or the usher, it's a sign to you down the road, you're going to lose that kid. They're lawless. They're powerless. You want to take a stand. Teach your sons and your daughter purpose. Because you believe in purpose. Because God would bring every work in the judgment. And Solomon purpose in his heart. Anybody know why Samson got messed up? The only reason why Samson got messed up is because he defiled his mother's covenant. As long as he obeyed mom's purpose, he could not be overcome. Right now. Pretty quiet. I don't care what you think. I'm the truth. You want your son to go to hell? 
You want your kids to go to hell or heaven? My God purpose in your heart. My kids ain't going to hell. They're going to heaven. I'm going to make sure my sons and daughter make it to heaven. They're going to make it to rapture, honey. It's my purpose. That's what Noah did. Noah purpose. My sons are not going to be drowned with an unbelieving world. Amen. I wish Lot had the courage to do the same. Lot was a compromiser. He couldn't take a stand. But oh God, can you stand for your children or lose them to hell? Go ahead and give him to your boys if you want to. And go to hell with them like Eli did. I'm going to warn you to have no kids. If you can't raise them right, don't have any. God told the prophet, don't have any. To lose them in that captivity. Let's worship God. You can have a purpose. David purpose in his heart. One thing that I desire. <laughs> he said, I'm not double-minded. One thing that I desire. And that will I seek after. And the only time David sinned grossly was when he forgot his purpose. And got his eyes in the wrong place. And forgot about worshiping, praising, lifting up God. Hallelujah. David said, that will I seek after. You know the sad part about David's life? After he lost purpose, his kids didn't copy the first part of his life. They copied the latter part of his life. The latter end is always better than the beginning. David became an adulterer, and all his kids did the same thing. Even Solomon. All the way down the line, they followed him. All Kawande did forgot he was a king, and the king's supposed to go to war, and he slacked off. These retirement programs are dangerous. An idle mind, an idle soul, is the devil's tool and workshop. Hallelujah! If David was on the battlefield, he wouldn't have seen Bathsheba. <laughs> he would have seen the enemy. Hallelujah. But the devil like to mess up our purpose. Hallelujah. They try to mess up Jesus Christ. He said, But for this cause was I born. And for this purpose came I in the world. If this church lose her purpose, we become another denomination. If we lose our purpose, what is our purpose? The Great Commission. The message of reconciliation. The message we want to be the rapture. We will not be left behind. That's our purpose. Without holiness, we can't see God. We can't forget our purpose. Why do we come early? It's to pray. Not to gossip. Not to whisper. Not to waste your time. It's to pray. Build prayer. That we fall not into temptation. Hello? Hello? I purpose I ain't going to hell. Right am I? 
about you, but I'm not going there. Well, I'm purpose. I'm not going to spend my life with the devil. I've had enough of him on this earth. That's enough I can take. I can't take no more. Come on, so let's worship God. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was one place pre- preaching, teaching. Now, this lady, she has skills. And her husband was hired by the church. Play music. He's pretty good. She's better than he is. She's a graduate. She's got kids. Hallelujah. Having kids. It's like having cancer. They both should draw you closer to God. I don't think you heard me. I said having kids is like having cancer. They both should draw you closer to God. If they don't, I feel sorry for you. You're going to die. They're bound to kill you. <laughs> they will. <laughs> when they were young, they tangle your legs. We're going to hold on and tangle your heart. Hello, you should have me to church. Listen to me. Hallelujah. And uh, she wouldn't find time for practice. She, she said, well, the kids, the kids want to go to bed, sleep, and all that stuff. And she wouldn't go to choir practice and all that. And I didn't know that. So I got to, I'm preaching for them now. And, I, and I'm preaching, you know, knowing your place, knowing your purpose. God set you in the building. Hallelujah. It hasn't happened to them yet. Let me tell you, friend, the best place to raise your kids is under the pew and not on your bed. I had parents who fought with me while their kids are being raped at home. Who left their kids at home and the kids were being raped. Ten, fifteen years later, the kids come back to me crying. I said, what time of the year was it? It's the same time your mama and whatever was turning me off. But saying, why did you leave them there? You come without them. Hallelujah! You've got to be purposed in your heart. Son, you're not going that route. Mother's mother was purpose in her heart. My son will not be poured to the Nile. He's a proper child. Anybody got a purpose? You better shout hallelujah. Let your kids hear you. Let your kids know you're standing with me. Let your kids know your purpose to stand behind preaching like this. You better get up and shout. Say, yeah, kid, that preacher right. One mother, she was purpose. You will not divide my baby. You will not divide my baby. Hallelujah. Joe was purposed in his heart. My kids are not going to violate God. Read the first chapter. Oh God, my boys and my girls, they may have sinned, 
Oh God, don't don't give up on them. Don't give up on them. Oh God, oh God, they may have been upset, they may have messed up, but oh God, work with them, please. Oh God, oh God, please, God help them. Well, jump all the time, crying at the altar, asking God, don't give up on the boys, don't give up on the girls, and begging God, oh God, remember them. Anybody here feel that way? Your kids cuss for their worth? Oh, he's cute. Cute? You're on the way to prison. They're not cute. No. Job's crying, oh God, that's my boy. That's my girl. This is the kids are doing that. This is the parents are doing that. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. God. It's no different from Abraham covering his heart that, 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 that Lot should not perish among people. Oh God. Oh God. God. Even ten. Even five. Five. Spirit. You know, he, he, he came across saying Lot. Anybody could tell you something about Lot. Is that right? Yeah. Who was he praying for? Was it Sodom? No. He prayed for Lot. What did one call the name? Abraham purposed not to take anything from Sodom King. He purposed not to go home with them. But Lot took it and went home with the wrong king. Abraham went home with Melchizedek. I want to ask you right, my friend, who is the king of this world? The devil. Michael Jackson. Come on now. Question. You need an idol. That's not my God. My God's name is G J E S U S. Give me a J. Give me an E. Give me a Oh, come on. Get to that. Give me a U. Give me an S. That's my God. When you make a touchdown, it's in the Holy Ghost. When he just score, honey, he score for me. Hallelujah. Come on, church. He's purpose that we are going to be his. The gates of hell shall not prevail. That's his purpose. Your kids need to hear you praying. Oh God, save my son. Save my son. Get him out of trouble. Get her out of trouble. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. And God, just in case they have no account, go in my integrity. Please use my integrity and cover them. Well, Abraham, Abraham says, just in case I fail, let my tithing goes down to the, to Levites. I'm trying to tell somebody, if you walk with God, God spare Solomon because of David and God will spare your son because of you. Get in the will of God. Get in the will of God. Purpose to be in the will of God and stay there so God can save your kids when you pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was in Tonda preaching. And I said, man, I want some Jamaican food. The pastor, I need some Jamaican food real bad. <laughs> and everyone was closed down that day. So they couldn't give me one. He says, I know a guy in my church. We want him from prison. Let's go there and pray for him. And he got saved. He 
got a business. He just loves preachers. Because he, he said, I'm purpose in my heart to bless every preacher I meet. Where I was, I had no purpose. The son brought Jesus in. Hallelujah. And when he heard it, he, he went and brought back In prison, he got the Holy Ghost. Did you know what he got? Praying for purpose. When God opened up his eyes. He just loved this truth. He just loved this truth. He's now purpose-driven. Friend, even the saints offend you. That should not be big enough to stop the big P called purpose and praise in prayer you can't offend me enough to stop praising God you can't offend me enough to I don't care what you do I'm going to praise him Job said no he slay me I'm going to praise him I have purpose in my heart I wonder how the devil felt when he looked at Job and said, you can't touch him. You can't destroy a man with a purpose. You can't destroy a family with a purpose. You can't destroy a mother with a purpose. You can't destroy a kid with a purpose. When you're purpose-driven, honey, that means the devil can't touch you because your mind made up. Your heart is fixed. You count all things lost and you're connected to Jesus. Hallelujah! Oh, hallelujah. Is that all right? I know it's all right. I love my own cooking. Let's praise God. Paul! What's purpose? He says, What's the purpose, Paul? That I may know him. What's the purpose, Paul? That I may know him. You mean all the experience you have is not enough? Folks, when you are, since I got saved, nobody has to be my cheerleader for me to praise God. I'll tell you the truth. Nobody has to call me and say, Pastor, you're missing church. It's just not going to happen. If you don't see me here, I mean the dead are working for God. I promise you this. I mean the dead are working for God, but it's not going to be because I say, I don't want to go to church. It's just not going to happen. I'm not going back to the pig style. I'm not going back to the one in the mire. I find no problem with Jesus. He is the reason for my season. Somebody ought to praise Him right now. Somebody click their heels and say, I've got a purpose for living. Hallelujah. Somebody said, What do you do on Sunday? Church? What do you do on Friday? Church? Tuesday? Church? 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 I'm purpose! Hallelujah. Elisha was purpose in his heart. I want a double portion. Hallelujah. I want a double portion. Everybody want up to that today? How can you walk in a service like this and go home empty handed? 
Egyptians said, don't send him back to my master. Don't send him back to my master. A double portion of his spirit. I'd rather have Jesus' double portion than be filled with legions. I got a choice. Seven more wicked spirits or the Holy Spirit. Take your pick. Take your pick. I want the comforter. Come on now. Not the aggravator. Hello. So here's here is a guy called Judas. Who should be so thankful for church. Hello. And he had no future till Jesus met him. That's right. And a girl walked to the church with a box. Now I know some of you have great ambition for God. And I know I'm holding you back, but come do because God told him to do that. But that don't mean God rejects you. Hallelujah. I'm here to do what he says. I'm not asking why he says. Because he knows the future. I don't know it. Hello. And she walked to that place unannounced. And Sister Neil, she's barring that part like she was invited. Got down there and just tried cracking things up. And by God, the environment changed when she got there. I'm going to ask you, when you walk in the presence of anybody, does the environment change? What do you bring with you? She came with a box. And she broke it. She was purpose to give it to him. All these years. She purposed. Oh. That lady who wouldn't give her time to the Lord. You know she told her kid? She told her kid that God's not important enough. He's more important than God. When God says all souls are mine. Your kid is just a loan to you. It's not yours. You don't own that kid. And by the way, I don't want the girl will tell that too, that they own your kid. And they can walk in there tomorrow and take it from you. You can't do a thing about it. I just want to be shot by RCMP. We first taste the gun, then the real gun. Hello? They can take your kid without your permission. And there's nothing you can do about it. Hello? They can Hallelujah. And those, all those kids who were raised in midnight service, laying on the pews, on the pews, are living for God. They're missionaries, pastors, elders, deacons. Huh? Hello? Hello? And Jesus is calling. He said, to what purpose is that? And Jesus answered for her. She said, the purpose is she remember what I did for her. And she was purposing her heart. Nobody but Jesus deserved this. Nobody but Jesus deserved this. Come on now, friend. You want to get in your life where nobody deserves your time than Jesus. Oh, come on now. I'd rather have heaven vision than television. I lost you now. I'd rather have heaven vision than television. Shatalabahana. Hello? It was not a waste. 
giving that time to Jesus. Amen. I pray for us already. I don't want you to come in here at prayer time and say you're going to do some stuff for God. Don't do it. You go and pray. If you couldn't do it before that, then we don't need it. If we, now you sacrifice time and do it for God. But don't impringe on His time. This is prayer time. It's the hour of prayer. Hour means, don't give God 45 minutes, give Him one hour. It'll make a difference. A man by the gate, beautiful, might be healed. Because you're on the way to prayer. You haven't even got there yet. Let's worship God. Is this all right? Is this all right? That's the way I preach. That's how I survive. That's the way you get revived. Come on, church. David was purpose. Let's bring the ark home. But do it right. Before I close to the day, the fig tree, he says, cut it down. He said, what purpose does it serve? Sitting right there. I want to tell you, I personally, I'd rather drop dead on this job than die in a bartender's place. I'd rather run and run till I just drop dead on the job than die anywhere else. Hallelujah. My time belongs to Jesus. My energy belongs to Jesus. My carcass belongs to Him. You know why? He's done me nothing but good. Hallelujah. <laughs> Before I close right now, you take from my life Jesus Christ, and I'm hopeless, powerless, worthless, useless, helpless. I don't know how to live. I couldn't even talk like this. But oh, because Jesus is in my life, I've got a purpose. Let's stand. I've got a reason for living. I can talk like this. But oh, God, don't take him out of my life. Oh, come on, it's my everything. <laughs> Paul said, why do you think a racer practice? He practiced with purpose. When that fight for the championship, he, he practiced with a purpose. Why do you think we come to church? It's a purpose. Church, I'm going to come this morning to impress you or give you some sermon. I'm going to bring the truth to you by the grace of God that I might be saved also. But remind you, we are driven by purpose, not by greed, not by creed, not by money, not by carnality. We're driven by the Holy Ghost. That's what propels us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why? I want your God. Ruth says, I want your God to be my God. Why is passing like this? I told the men last night, or not before I said, look, there's some men in my life I can't forget. They're still there. They told me, work the best job you can so you can support the church. I receive it. There's some men in my life that told me, they're dead now, they're in the grave. I asked about one that just passed away the other day. He passed on. And when he was dying, the girl grabbed his hand and says, she was a girl that her mom rejected and they took her in. The sister Diaz's wife, Brother Diaz's wife. And then he took her in and raised her. And she died. He died this way with a grip of his hands. You've been a good pastor to me all my life. Hallelujah. And he left her in the hand of another pastor. 
Hallelujah. He couldn't talk. Talk, it was over. His voice is gone. God locked him down. Like he did Jeremiah. You can almost squeeze the rest. Hallelujah. Parents, the chances are you may go before your kids do. What would your kids say about you on your way out? What will they say to you? Will they be glad that you took a stand in spite of their rebellion? Ruth was purpose. She says, don't ask me to go back. I want you, God, to be my God. And where you lodge, I want to lodge. Don't ask me to go back. I want your people. That's what I want in my life. David said, is there a cause? Kids, are you hearing me today? Paul says, I've not been disobedient. Well, here's the whole conclusion, the whole matter right now. I said, all that says one thing. He ends this way. Solomon says, let's hear the whole conclusion of the whole matter. The duty of Pastor Neil and McMurray is not to make money, is not to be famous, but to fear God, keep His commandments. That's my duty. That's my duty. Fear God and keep His commandments. That's my duty. I don't need to be recognized for it. I don't need a pat on the back for it. I don't need a wage for it. If I pray for you and you're sick and you got healed, I don't need your recognition. It's my duty. It's my duty. I'm here with a purpose. Not one time am I deserving your gifts. I don't work for that. I don't work for your applaud. I have a duty, a purpose. Oh, that I might know Him. And oh, that I might finish the work. Anybody here this morning? I've never been told, you need to be in church. I've never been told beyond once in my life, pay your tithe, pay your offering, because no. I'm so happy that cigarette is out of my life. Drugs, party. I can now sleep and know if I die, I'll be in Christ. It was far greater. I finally found a purpose. If you ever take that from me like Samson, I'd be like any ordinary man living aimlessly, wandering from place to place. Would you bow your heads right now? I'm asking for your heart to Jesus right now. I'm asking for a response from me, but what's your purpose? Did God set you in the church? Did God give you a voice? My cousin, the great voice, he could sing songs to melt your heart, but he never lived for God. He just lived for himself and died that way. Anybody here feel their purpose for God this morning? God, I feel, I feel the Holy Ghost here.